Touchdown, Los Angeles. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Rams Nation. What's happening? What's good? It's your boy Bear Motter of Rams Podcast, but this is Lockdown Rams. It is the Monday edition of Lockdown Rams. You guys know what that means, especially this time of year. It is Mock Draft Monday. We've got a special guest earlier in the week that we typically do. It is Jake Ellenbogen with us to do a mock draft today. Jake, how you doing, my friend? I'm great, Brad. How are you? Oh, man, I am awesome. Basically the same I've been for the past two weeks here, just still here in my safer at home quarantine in Los Angeles. But uh, as we were kind of talking off air before we got on here, this draft has kind of snuck up on both of us, even though we're kind of all doing the same thing right now and just kind of hanging out and waiting for this thing to pass until we can get back to some actual live sports. The draft is going a different direction with this virtual draft, and they've talked about many different ways to tease it and and find ways to make it interactive, and we'll see how that's all shakes out. But it's three weeks away, uh, and then we got to figure out what we're going to be talking about and when football is going to be happening. Uh, there was uh, President Trump had all the commissioners on, and he said the NFL he would like to keep on schedule with September, but we'll see what happens and how that all shakes out. Uh, that would be nice if that's a realistic possibility. I'm not sure if that is, but for today, we are focusing on the draft. We're going to do a mock draft to get us off and running for the week. we got a great week of content. we got some crossovers. I'm going to reach out to Blaine here on the Downtown Podcast Network and uh, see if he wants to come on and chat a little bit later in the week, as well as some awesome guests and finishing our week with a Friday NCAA host kind of prepping us again for the Mock Draft Monday. If you didn't check it, last week we had Locked On Ducks with us, Jordan Long, and we kind of talked about some of the prospects, one that we drafted in last Mock Draft Monday, and then Maybe some that we'll keep an eye on. Troy Dye, who I know uh, Jake Ellenbogen's kind of done a profile on and really likes coming out of Oregon as an opportunity, depending on where he falls. But uh, a lot of awesome stuff to get into. Guys, don't forget to reach out to us on social media. Lockdown Rams on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Facebook group. LA underscore Rambling Bears, the personal. You can hit Jake up at JK Bogan DTR or at Downtown Rams. Check out the website. Like I said, lots of awesome content going up, getting you ready for the draft. Bunch of players. They're doing uh, 20 profiles per position, and they're going to kind of have lots of content coming up over the next three weeks. So make sure to check that out as well. If you're feeling uh, a little cheeky and you want to reach out to us via a phone, uh, hit us up on the Google number, 657-345-4988. Leave it to about 30 seconds. Question, comment, concern. I'll play it on the show. We'll talk about it. But all that awesome stuff out of the way, let's just kick into Monday edition We are three weeks away from the 2020 draft. It is Mock Draft Monday, so let's take another look at how things might play out for the Rams. I'm Bear Motter of Lockdown Rams. I'm joined by Jake Ellenbogen of Downtown Rams, and this is your lead story. All right, Jake, you know the deal. Seven rounds using the Draft Network's Mock Draft Machine and their big board. As always, I'll let my guests go first. You are on the board, my friend. Who was just taken around you at pick number 52? Who is still on the board and who are you selecting number 52 pick for Los Angeles Rams in the second round is all yours right now. Yeah. So right now, um, the Cowboys just selected Jeremy Chin. who was a safety that I'm really interested in as well as Ashton Davis. Uh, he went right before him. So a little bit of a safety run here uh, goes to the Bears. Davin Hamilton 
um, to Ohio. Well, he from Ohio State to the Steelers. Damon Arnett is another guy that I really like. Um, you know, if the rims were to go corner and he falls there, I think he makes sense. And a guy I really like has gone off the board, and that's Antoine Wildenfield Jr., another safety. So uh, there was a little bit of safety run there. Um, as far as best players available on their board, um, I have J.K. Dobbins, Jordan Love, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, uh, Denzel Mims, T. Higgins, Josh Jones, Julian Aquara, uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Cam Akers, Jalen Johnson, Joshua Uche. There's the pick. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I, I could have gone. Um, I mean, I definitely could have gone like Kyle Duggar because I've already done that. Uh, but I wanted to do something uh, different than what I put up. Uh, pretty recently um, just you know putting a screenshot up there on uh, Twitter um, the reason for that is because not because I caught some flack picking a safety um, because I do believe that the Rams could use another safety um, but it's because I think that when you look at Joshua Uche, I think he is the best player available in that standing uh, running back makes actually zero sense to me at, at number uh, 52 um, if you want to draft a running back I think you'd probably have to look fourth round or below uh, you know, the Rams traded up to get Daryl Henderson last year. So I don't believe that they're going to be, you know, picking another running back really high. Um, so I think, you know, Uche comes in and he can start right away. I think he's your best pass rusher uh, on the team uh, day one. So you get a guy in the second round, he better, you know, be a starter or at least a really big key contributor. Um, you're getting somebody in Uche that can start right away. I like it. You know, I love that pick. And uh, we talked about this off air. It's really hard to me get to number 52 and see Joshua Shea on the board and not just go there immediately. Uh, so I like it. You made it a little bit easier on me. I'm not going to copy that pick, even though I will commend you for that pick. Uh, and looking at my big board here, uh, some of the same things you saw. But again, these are both different. We're doing these from different locations, so we're going to get different results. Uh, but Jeremy Chin was just taken off the board. Uh, looking at running backs, as you kind of mentioned that. Uh, DeAndre Swift was taken off the board at 45. And then obviously one of our bigger prospects as far as running running back, Jonathan Taylor, uh, was taken at number 37 uh, to the Chargers, which I think is a dynamite fit for them. They are getting another Wisconsin running back, just replacing uh, one that left and went to Denver. And they really have a hole to fill there as uh, kind of that one-two punch. But as far as the Rams, uh, running backs that are still on the board is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, a guy that I absolutely love. But again, it's tough for me to want to go running back with pick number 52. It's got to be the right guy. Just not, not sure that that is him. Maybe a guy that you could trade back and still get. Uh, Uche is still off on the board here. Uh, Terrell Lewis, edge from Alabama. Roquan Davis, uh, interior defense lineman from Alabama. Uh, Prince Tega, offense lineman. There's a bunch of talent, but a guy that I really like here, and it's going the opposite direction of Uche as far as college, and this is a guy out of Ohio State, and that's Malik Harris, uh, linebacker, a guy that I think uh, really could, and this is kind of coming from uh, one of your profiles here that I read is, you know, a run stuffer, a guy that's going to come in and really contribute that way. One way that he's got to improve on is his coverage. Uh, but just looking at the way that Brandon Staley is putting this defense together, I think he's really into stopping the run. Just take a look at our defensive line, especially with bringing back Michael Brockers. So this guy is uh, someone I think is going to fit in, uh, can play multiple positions at the linebacker position. And Malik Harris, you are on the team, my friend. That gets us back and moving, takes us to the third round. And Jake, you're on the board. Pick number 84 overall. Who you got? 
Uh, I do want to add to your Harrison thing. I like the pick. Um, I think, you know, one thing to keep in mind is that he wasn't asked to cover a lot. So, uh, yes, you know, co- uh, obviously covering um, his coverage is his deficiency. Uh, I did make that pretty clear in my profile, but um, I did some research and obviously just, you know, watching the tape. He wasn't really asked to, to you know, cover. Um, he wasn't really asked man coverage, deep zone, things like that. Uh, so I think he can do it. Um, he's athletically gifted enough to do it. It's just going to be, you know, more of a process, whereas, you know, some other guys in this draft that, uh, you know, can 100% cover, and I, I don't have to worry about them, uh, you know, coverage deficiency-wise. However, if he had been doing it for four years and couldn't do it, then we're going to have an issue. So, you know, looking at this uh, pick number 84 right off the board, uh, Terrell Burgess goes right before my pick, um, a guy that's come on our show. I feel comfortable, you know, selecting him, but he's gone. Uh, safety out of Utah. Jonathan Grenard, gone. Florida. Uh, Kyle Duggar, slowly, um, you know, he goes right off the board right before uh, my pick. And uh, Lorel Murchison as well um, as Sadiq uh, Charles, Prince Tago Wanago, Ben Barch, Troy Pride Jr., and Jake Fromm, and Evan Weaver. Uh, Evan Weaver might have been an interesting pick there. Um, so, you know, I look at the board here. Obviously, you know, it's their board, so their rankings are a little different than mine. Um, but looking at this, you know, there are definitely some options. Uh, you know, we could go with, uh, if you're looking at offensive line, uh, you could be looking at Nick Harris, uh, often in, interior offensive lineman from Washington. I tend to have a higher grade on <clears throat> Natani Muti from uh, Fresno State, but, you know, you could go there. Um linebackers an interesting one they have a higher grade on joe uh bashi as well as um willie gay jr but akeem davis gaither is there and to me akeem davis gay uh davis gaither i would have picked uh 52nd but because of the way they have it um i knew he would fall i might not even pick him here because the rams have another pick um it really depends i think you know i'm just gonna go with him i'm gonna pick akeem davis gaither appalachian state before anybody uh, questions my pick there, why I'm drafting an Appalachian State guy, because I have noticed, you know, why are you so in love with Appalachian State guys? Um, first off, their program's on the rise. They're really starting to churn out talent, uh, first off. Second, uh, Akeem Davis-Gaither is a special talent, I think. Um, you know, I still think he's relatively new to the linebacker position, but this is somebody, he reminds me of Mark Barron, uh, you know, coming out of the draft as a safety seventh overall pick uh, for Tampa Bay, gets traded to the Rams, plays that, uh, you know, pseudo hybrid linebacker role, safety linebacker. Um, the weirdest thing is he kind of struggled in coverage. Uh, you know, he he actually over the years got way better uh, against the run. Um, to me, Akeem Davis Gaither doesn't have many struggles. His real only issue is that you know, he's in the 210 range, uh, 210, 220 range. He's not a big linebacker, uh, but I think he can carry 10 more pounds, 20 more pounds and play uh, at a high level. I think this is somebody, you know, you could be looking at, um, you know, a future all pro someday. I think he is phenomenal. Uh, he has the ability to rush the passer like he's an edge rusher, uh, has, you know, a lot of, you know, uh, you know, skill set in that regard has pass rush plan when needed, uh, but can drop into coverage. And, you know, he acts like a defensive back there, but can also, you know, stop the run. So I think, you know, you get somebody that can play all over the place. I'm not really worried, uh, you know, about scheme fit. I think if you can't make a Akeem Davis Gaither work in your defense, then 
you know, you're the problem, not him. Yeah, I like it. And I'm going to play this a little different because you mentioned maybe even waiting and seeing if he's still there. He's on my board, but you're right. He's a little bit down. Will this be the way that it goes in the actual draft? Probably not. He's getting a lot of hype right now. You're talking about just watching him on tape and all the things that he can do and how it transitions into the NFL. So uh, he might even fly up those boards into the second round. You mentioned it off air, even late first. You never know uh, when a player gets some hype momentum into the draft, especially with this year. With It's a lot, it's different in a, in a big way. Um, but I'm going to pass on him right now. There's a couple other guys out here. Edge, Bradley and I out of Utah is still sitting there. Uh, you got Zach Moss running back out of Utah, Isaiah Wilson, big tackle out of Georgia, Troy Dye, another linebacker we talked about on Friday out of Oregon. Uh, interesting there. Um, and it, man, I'm going back and forth on what position I want to sit here and try to add to. Uh, another one was uh, Terrell Burgess that you talked about out of Utah safety, which is kind of interesting. This is a guy I think that actually really um, is kind of gaining a little bit of momentum because of the way he played at the senior bowl compared to, you know, that was maybe the last chance some of these guys got an eye other than the combine. So to see some active uh, competition was pretty interesting. And in fact, I think I'm going to go that that direction. We're going to go with safety. Uh, we're going to stick defense as much as I want to go get a uh, offense alignment. Most of the guys I'm really seeing here are offense tackles. I think I'm more interested in the interior offense line, but let's go Safety here, uh, Terrell Burgess off the board. What that takes us to is our next pick in the third round. So we're going to take a break. We're going to step aside really quick. We're going to be back. we got more with Jake Ellenbogen. We're in the third round, pick 104. The Rams are back on the clock. got Jake Ellenbogen with us from downtown Rams. We are doing another mock draft Monday. These are always a bunch of fun. They always have kind of a game plan coming into it. And then when you're on the clock, things start to shift, including me taking a safety in the last uh, pick for in that third round. Not really the direction I thought I'd be going, but as I kind of wanted to look at how this board was going to fall and stacking up positions, decide to go safety there. But you are back on the board, my friend. Pick 104. You are up. What are you looking at? Who's available and who you taking? Yeah, you know, right now, um, I like where we're at right now. You know, we improved, uh, you know, the edge uh, position, um, you know, improved, um, you know, getting a guy in the middle of the, the defense. I think if you get somebody like Akeem Davis Gaither uh, because of his uh, lack of size and because of his, uh, you know, toolbox, uh, because I think, you know, he can help you in so many different ways. He's a true chess piece. I think you can afford to grab another linebacker um, you know, later on, which I will uh, definitely target somebody in mind um, could go with anybody. I mean, Willie Gay Jr. is another guy, you know, you could add him, uh, you know, he's six one two forty three, ran a four four six at the combine. Uh, definitely that that speed is displayed on film. So, um, you know, he didn't get a chance to play a ton because he got suspended. Uh, but man, he he is definitely impressive. Um, you know, just looking, I, I don't think I'm going to go with edge or again this early on. Um, if I did, Kenny Willekes is a really interesting, um, you know, target there, uh, to me right now being still in the third round, I'm not looking wide receiver or running back or anything like that. You know, I, it, it's an interesting thing here. There's, there's kind of a lot to choose from, uh, but you know what? I'm going to go with somebody that they met with. I'm going to go with, uh, leaky Fotu from utah i think this is somebody that can come in right away 
and he can play with Brockers, Donald, um, Ashawn Robinson, and uh, Greg Gaines, and as well as Sebastian Joseph Day. And I think once you do that, you're pretty much set on your defensive line. You're really missing one more guy now that they have Robinson and Brockers signed. So I think you get Faux too, somebody that they, you know, interviewed somebody that was at the senior bowl, you know, Les Need likes the senior bowl guys. Um, he didn't get a chance to compete because he was hurt, but he, he was there for, you know, meetings and such. So, you know, I think he's somebody that's going to be able to, you know, basically add some pass rush, but, you know, he can be a big body in the middle and they're going to need, uh, some of those guys. And eventually once Robinson's contracts over foe two can just slide right in there as a starter. Well, I like that you said that too, to kind of wrap it up, because I think a lot of times when you're doing these mock drafts and you'll draft, uh, at a position group that people feel, and even myself, when we're talking about, I feel like we don't need offensive tackles as much because we're kind of set there at the position. But Andrew Whitworth, that three-year deal is basically a one-year deal. Even Michael Brocker's deal, if you want to really pull it apart and look at when the Rams can get out of it, probably could start to wiggle room after year one. And then you talked about, obviously, Ashawn Robinson. Uh, th- there's going to be some transition at that position, so adding a guy like Fotu over there at Utah that they've met with is a, a good pick there. I like that. Uh, was kind of on my short list here. Also on my short list, and this is where I go to like, do I this now use this as the offensive line position? Because I still think they're adding to that position is good. I just know that there is some value here. Ezra Cleveland uh, is out there. Isaiah Wilson still out there from the first pick. Uh, if you want to go running back, you got Benjamin out of Arizona State is the top man on my board right now. Uh, but as I kind of go down here, we talked about another guy, Evan Weaver off the show, linebacker out of California. Uh, love this guy too. He's a tackle machine. He had 103 solo tackles to himself, uh, in his senior year. Something that really kind of excites you when you're looking at, uh, the progression of how much better he got over the time that he was there at Cal kind of reunite him with, uh, you know, Jared Goff, not really reunite him, but another Cal guy in the house. Uh, but I think I got to go and I thought I saw him here, but I might've risked it. A little too much. I thought my man, uh, there he is, Akeem Davis Gaylor. Uh, I went with the risk, passed on him on that uh, first third pick, but here he is. Uh, adds to my board as bringing in two linebackers, something I think we need a lot of help with. Maybe another edge, obviously, of course, but right now, Akeem Davis Gaither, you're on the team, my friend. Uh, make me feel really good that I was able to pass on you and still pick you up. Jake, I, I totally 100% agree with your opinion to take him when you could because in the real draft, I think that is what you're going to have to do to get a guy like that. But we are now uh, on pick 126 in the fourth round. This is our second pick of the second segment. Jake, back to you. Yeah, so unfortunately, what just happened, I watched the Indianapolis Colts take my guy out of Appalachian State, Darrington Evans. Uh, the Rams met with him. Um, he's one of my sleeper running backs, but you know he was a sleeper. I think now people are starting to you know realize how good he is. Um, you know, another guy, Willie Gay Jr. off the board, it's an interesting thing here. You know, I've taken, <clears throat> I've gone with Edge with Joshua Shea, somebody that's going to start Akeem Davis Gaither. Uh, I think, you know, he instantly becomes the best linebacker on the roster. Uh, you know, so another starter. And then Fotu, who, I mean, you can make the argument could start. Uh, it really depends on on how, you know, you see things. Um, but, uh, you know, the bottom line is you have three key contributors slash starters day one. Uh, so let's see if we can keep that trend going try to you know get as many starters as we can try to boost this team unfortunately at the safety position i think it's starting to get really dry here um you know my my thought is that i might just wait 
uh, because, you know, I, I don't believe that, you know, guys that struggle with, um, you know, their deep range make a lot of sense when I'm trying to go after somebody to replace somebody that already struggles with deep range and Taylor Rapp uh, and move Taylor Rapp to more of a, you know, a third safety role. Um, so that doesn't make any sense. Cornerback, interesting, but there's not really anybody there that I'm really interested in besides uh, A.J. Green, who just came on the show, Reggie Robinson, uh, who the Rams and I met with. Um, you know, I mean, there's not, you know, really anybody there. Tight end, I don't feel like you need to go out and get a tight end that early. Um, so it's getting really interesting here because I'm really considering going after a wide receiver out of Wisconsin, Quintez Cephas, who I really like in this draft. Um, so I'm definitely considering that. Uh, and then running back, there's a guy by the name of Anthony McFarland who you know, he doesn't pack a giant punch. He's only 5'9", 198, but I mean, he is, he's fast. He can really move, could add another, you know, um, another element to the offense. But I'm going to go with somebody that can play tackle, can play guard. I'm going to go with him. And that's going to be Hakeem Adenije from Kansas. I know this guy. Um, like the back of my hand because I watched him so much being a Kansas Jayhawk fan. Uh, this might be my quote unquote Homer pick, but the bottom line is he's got the versatility. Um, he's got the size. Uh, the Rams did meet with him. Uh, they like Hakeem Adeniji from what I, you know, from what I know. Um, he's an experienced four year starter. I mean, you know, that's the first thing that you, you want to hear uh, from a guy, um, you know, he, he struggled as far as, you know, with footwork at times. I think he got better uh, over the, the course of the four years. Keep in mind, he also had different coaches because they went through two different regime changes. Um, you know, in my opinion, I, I think, you know, he's got the power and he's got the length that you'd like. Um, if he does have to kick inside to guard, I think it, it will, you know, bolster the Rams depth. Uh, but make no mistake, you know, I, I really like, uh, Hakeem Adeniji. I think the Rams will really like him. Um, I think, you know, he's athletic enough to withstand the top pass rushers on the edge. Um, but if not, I think he can go inside. The only thing I worry about is the surgery, um, that he had, uh, to repair, uh, both labrums, um, on his shoulders, uh, after the 2017 season, it's not necessarily that that ever came up and, you know, started to flare up. It's just when you look at like Saffold, for instance, and how he had a bunch of uh, shoulder issues and eventually they went away. Uh, but let's not forget, I mean, he was considered, you know, injury prone. Uh, you know, you always run that risk when you're drafting a guy. But in the fourth round, Adeniji to me is a, a late second, early third. Uh, he shouldn't be there. He's there. We make the pick. Uh, I think the Rams are getting somebody that could play right away, um, but won't need to. Yeah, I like it. He's sitting here and was actually, again, was near the kind of the top of, you know, my thought process for this pick. Uh, and there's Lakey Fotu right here from Utah, the guy you just got last round, still hanging around. He's the top available prospect at uh, number 111. We are now at pick number 126, obviously, for the Rams. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr., I mean, I know it's not a, a, a total need for the Rams, but getting a wide receiver in the fourth round that you think uh, could come in and help, especially with I still in the back of my head is not are not sure what's going on with Brandon Cooks uh, and what that all and how that's going to play out kind of through this draft process. Uh, you talked about a couple of the running backs that are available there. Uh, McFarland from Maryland is there. Uh, you got 
Keyshawn Vaughn from Vanderbilt is there. That's an interesting one as well. Uh, Edge Alex Highsmith, which I'm kind of leaning that way. Uh, Hakeem Adeniji is right there, and I totally agree with that pick. Uh, uh, um, Simone Kinley from Georgia interior offense alignment. I think I'm just going to go with my gut here. I'm going to stick. I'm so far been defensive heavy and this kind of plays to tell you exactly why uh, you might think that the Rams will continue to trade back maybe off that 52, maybe in the third round, pick up some other picks. Cause here we are in the fourth round and there's a ton of talent still, right? This isn't the way the draft is actually going to lay out, but if this kind of you never know when there's a run on something or, you know, different prospects kind of fall. There is talent here in this fourth round. And this is what Les Need really is kind of banking on with the algorithm that he's really built for the Rams as far as the last couple of years is, is you know, living in these rounds. So uh, we'll see if he ends up going that direction. But I'm going to take Edge out of Charlotte, Alex Highsmith. Uh, I think that's a position of need. That means Basically, in a sense, three linebackers, three guys that I've put on this defense plus a safety. I'm going defense heavy. You can expect an offensive pick here soon, I promise you. Uh, but a lot of those running backs that I was really interested in, as you mentioned, uh, were gone and off the board. So we'll see where our next pick takes us. And in fact, our next pick takes us into the sixth round pick 199. That is the Tom Brady pick. We will see if we get a player that can hang around for 20-something years here in Los Angeles. The Rams are back on the board when we return. Sixth round pick number 199. We'll be right back. All right, Jake. Sixth round Pick 199. You are on the board, my friend. Give me a quick recap of what you got so far, uh, players you picked up, and the direction you're going here with this six-round pick. Yeah, so right now, um, you know, you have Joshua Uche starting probably across from Obanai Okoronkwo or, um, you know, Samson Ibukam. And then Akeem Davis-Gaither kicks in right next to uh, well, I mean, he could kick in next to either, you know, Taylor Rapp, uh, Micah Kaiser, uh, you know, uh, Traven Howard. I guess it really depends on, you know, how the Rams see him. To me, he's a guaranteed starter, but um, that's neither here nor there. And then Leaky Fotu kicks in next to Aaron Donald, Brockers, Robinson, Gaines, uh, you know, Sebastian Joseph Day. He's in that that room. Uh, and then Hakeem Adeniji. Um, he's going to f- slide right into that offensive line room, but you know what? I'm going to do something a little different because I feel like it. I, I don't know. Um, I'm going to go with linebacker. Okay. And, and I'm going to go with somebody that, uh, might surprise some people, but I'm going to grab another Virginia linebacker in what would be considered kind of a reach for some, but I'm actually pretty high on him. His name is Jordan Mack from Virginia. Um, I like his ability uh, not just as a run defender, but I do think that, um, you know, he's got uh, some decent coverage skills. I, I think he's, you know, somebody that obviously can play downhill, uh, you know, similar um, to, you know, Micah Kaiser. My only real issue with him is that he doesn't pop off the screen. He's not, you know, somebody that is like he doesn't look like the best player you're watching at that time on film. Um, but you know, in my opinion, you know, this is definitely somebody that, uh, can come in and, you know, he can work and he can, you know, find a role. Um, the Rams would then have linebackers like, uh, you know, you'd be looking at Micah Kaiser. You'd be looking at Akeem Davis, Gaither, Traven Howard, Troy reader, and then you'd be adding, um, 
Jordan Mack to that list. So Mack can come yeah. in. He can be a special teams contributor right off the bat, but this is somebody that, make no mistake, can develop into a starter down the road. Well, I wouldn't be doing myself justice if I didn't make a Vontae Mack. Uh, Mack, no matter what, if you remember from the movie Draft Day, and that's the way that he wrote down on that piece of paper that we're all wondering, what he write on that piece of paper? So you got your Mac in this draft. Uh, and I like the pick. You're talking about the versatility and and the way that your board is kind of coming together. Looking at what I got here, uh, there's a couple guys I like. Uh, Roquan Williams, interior defense lineman out of Michigan State. That would be a good athletic guy to kind of throw in there. You mentioned that D-line still needing maybe one more guy to add there. That would be a good one. He's on the board right now. Uh, Lynn Bowden, a, a wide receiver out of Kentucky. I talked with Sosa last week. Got me really excited about this prospect, a wide receiver who can kind of do it all uh, from throw the football to uh, receiving the football to a special play, special teams player returning the football. Uh, kind of does a little bit of everything. Uh, is this a good time for me to finally get my offensive lineman? I think I've, I've missed twice on a guy that I've wanted or guys that I've wanted here. One was from Michigan. Another one I hear have in sights is from Oregon. I think he's going to be around in the seventh round. So I'm going to kind of take this pick to kind of, I want to say have fun with it, but to kind of get my uh, offensive player on the board. And that's going to be Lynn Bowden. This is the guy I got really excited about with his speed, uh, potentially coming in here. Not only a guy that can go back and return kicks, but also get involved in the offense, I think is a big part. Uh, if you're going to be taking up a roster spot, we've seen it in the past that Jojo Natson was kind of a one trick pony back there. And then when that, uh, trick wasn't working and, you know, had a little bit of issues, which I'm not knocking him too hard. Cause I think he did really well for the Rams in his time here, but, uh, he's moved on to a different team. Now we need to fill that spot. Uh, Lynn Bowden, I think would be a great guy to bring in, uh, fill that role. And then also have an opportunity to maybe pitch in on offense. So that's where I'm selecting. Uh, in the sixth round in hopes that my seventh round pick is still there. So we're moving into the seventh round, our last pick, uh, and it goes over to Jake. Jake, what is your thoughts? Pick number 234, who you got? Yeah, so I'm going to take a Ram here. Um, it sounds crazy, right? But uh, I'm going to go with Isaiah Coulter, the wide receiver of the Rhode Island Rams. Uh, this is somebody that... I might be a step ahead of than, you know, the consensus here. Uh, you know, I know I'm getting him in the seventh round, uh, but a lot of people probably wouldn't even pick him. Um, here's the thing. OK, in the NFL, and I've said this on your show before, uh, it's so important. It is imperative to score touchdowns. And the Rams have struggled in that regard. Uh, they drafted Josh Reynolds uh, fourth round pick out of Texas A&M. And I almost went with Kendrick Rogers, who I actually might be higher on, but I want to be a little, you know, different here because I've already picked Kendrick Rogers on your show. and want to get people, uh, you know, informed uh, about Isaiah Coulter. So uh, the thing with Coulter that I like, and the thing that's really imperative is obviously you're scoring in the red zone, but you need deep ball production and you need red zone production. And I think, and again, I've said this so many times, but I think as imperative as it is to score in the red zone, why do teams not have a designated red zone threat and a red right. zone target? I mean, you could literally make your own position about that. The Rams don't have one. They have a six foot five wide receiver, Tyler Higby, who they prefer not to throw to um, in the red zone and not. And if put, they do, you know, it seems like it's like, there. yeah. And if they do throw to him, it's like a bubble screen off to the left. Exactly. <clears throat> And Gerald Everett, then they they go, you know, they, they go for a, a, a you know, a, a jump ball to Gerald Everett, who's six two. Like, I don't understand that. But um, 
you know, looking at Josh Reynolds, for instance, uh, you know, doesn't really have much size to him. Obviously, he's 6'3", but he's toothpick thin, doesn't yeah. use, you know, he doesn't use his big body, doesn't go up and challenge. Um, Coulter is kind of that same build. However, Coulter, what he does is he goes up and he gets the ball. Uh, he plucks the ball out, out of the air. Um, he's He's got, you know, a nice, uh, you know, combination of speed and uh, obviously size. Um, I think he's a solid route runner. Um, you know, Aaron Parker, who also comes from Rhode Island. Yep, they have two guys that will probably get drafted. Uh, Parker is the guy that everyone's talking about, but I think Coulter is actually the better receiver. Um, I was really impressed by, you know, his quickness um, as a route runner, uh, but his overall body control and the way he's able to contort his body. Uh, but, you know, while he's doing that, he's staying in control of his body. He knows what he's doing. He's making his move to make sure that he brings down uh, the reception, uh, you know, is able to get both feet in bounds, have that um, body control. It's so important in the NFL uh, because, you know, anything could be called an incomplete pass even when you catch it. Uh, so he does a really nice job of that. I think his ball skills are um, as natural as they come. I don't think you have to worry about anything where, you know, this is our artificial player. Uh, you know, he's just kind of, you know, he kind of looks the part in college and comes to the NFL and can't do it. I think, you know, just looking at his ability and, and you know, mainly I had the opportunity to watch him against Virginia Tech and, um, you know, earlier in the year. And I mean, that's a, you know, power five school. And he really dominated Virginia Tech. So, you know, to me, I think this guy's kind of proven. I know he plays at Rhode Island. I know, you know, people are going to say he's a you know small school talent that hasn't really gone up against competition. But, you know, when he went up against competition, he, you know, thrived in Virginia right. Tech. You know, they're no slouches. So I think you get this guy in the seventh round and I think, you know, he can work and make this roster. And then there you go. You have your red zone, uh, you know, threat. And who knows about even bringing back josh reynolds uh you know after the season when his contract expires because i think this guy can fill the void for you in the seventh round yeah and the seventh round is not a throwaway pick right it's still a, a position or in this draft to be able to go out and get somebody that can come in compete for a position add some depth somewhere as well as push the room a little bit and try to add uh that value that way or fill a need and there's here at you know in the seventh round Rodrigo Blankenship, we've talked about him here on the show with you, uh, kicker out of Georgia, who's just fun. Uh, Hot Rod's the nickname. He's got the black glasses. Everything about him is screaming, pick me, but something just kills me to not be able to pick a kicker here. I'd almost rather risk it a little bit, let him go off the board and try to go get him as an undrafted rookie free agent, even though I could see him going in the fifth or sixth round because a team uh, that is a high need for a lot of teams coming into every season. Uh, kicking field goals isn't always guaranteed and you got those top level kickers and we watched one just walk out the door and sign with Dallas Cowboys so we got to fill that role um, but also looking at different areas and even kind of seeing some positions here uh, there's a guy I like at safety Jordan Fuller out of, out of Ohio State that if I didn't go get Burgess out of Utah it, at with pick number 84 that might have been a good direction to go here now as I'm looking back at 84 did I really want to go safety even though I still like that pick but uh, I'm going to go offensive line. I got to get somebody. There's two guys here um, that I've recently talked about here on the podcast. John Runyon out of Michigan, offense tackle, uh, kind of projects more of his guard 
And then Calvin Throckmorton, a guy I really like out of Oregon. Uh, that was just our last crossover on Friday as we prepared for this mock draft. And he got me excited about a few things about him. Uh, obviously, you guys know I'm, I'm easily sold even on a name. So Throckmorton just gets me gets me going there. Calvin Throckmorton. <laughs> uh, he made 52 consecutive starts to finish his career. And one of the things I love about it is his versatility. We talked about it on Friday's show. But Aaron Cromer loves these type of guys. Right tackle, he started 41 games. Left tackle, five games. Right guard, three. And center, three. He's got the smarts to play them all. Uh, most likely, even though he spent most of his time at uh, tackle, you could move him inside at guard early on in his career, and then he could be a guy that could kind of fill in uh, depending on what we do at the tackle position over the next couple of years. So, Calvin Throckmorton, you are on the team, my friend, and that wraps up the draft here for both of us. Uh, that was a fun seven rounds, and really every time I do this, I get excited about a few picks. I look back, and I wish I could change a few picks uh, but I'm excited about this team and how it's coming together. Jake, we always appreciate you coming on the show, giving your expertise and kind of going outside the bubble on some of your picks because uh, that's the way this thing goes, especially if the Rams start to shake it up a little bit, make some trades. They're going to be drafting in different positions, so it may not be that pick that we selected here. Uh, so maybe moving back a little bit, knowing a couple of the other guys, I love hearing your thoughts on all that. We appreciate you coming on. Can't wait to talk to you again. Uh, as we mentioned, three weeks away from this, this thing is just going to be getting uh, more intense and more intense. We look forward to having those conversations with you here on the show. Uh, and my man, I can't wait to talk to you next time. You got that right, man. Hey, thanks so much for having me on again. And, uh, you know, it's always fun to do these mocks, even if, you know, none of them come true. It's always just fun to be able to have this opportunity uh, draft season. There's there's nothing like it. So, um, you know, I suggest for anybody that's trying to get into the draft, you still have time. Um, you know, we're putting out profiles on DTR, you know, trying to you know keep up with the pace. Obviously, we got behind um, and, you know, we're trying to make a comeback here. Got uh, almost all the inside linebacker reports that we're going to do. And then uh, we're just going to keep rolling. So, um, you know, just follow that. And then again, if you're if you're interested in, you know, following the draft, I just encourage you to just go on YouTube. It's very simple. Um, there is film on everyone. You can find cutups. You don't have to watch full games, but if there's not a cutup and, and bear, I don't know if you know this, but, um, I often hear, well, I can't cause there's not a cutup on this guy. Well, you know what I do is I'll be like it. Say I heard on Twitter, you know, this guy had his best film against this team. Well, all you have to do is take that team that that player plays for and look up the game against that team. And then all of a sudden you go, you know, you can use your, um, you know, your uh, your directional buttons on your keyboard skip through when it gets to the defense or gets to whatever position they play. And you just watch it that way. Just, you, you know, if you you want to, you know, make the effort. I mean, it, it's always knowledge is power. It's always fun to you know kind of learn a little bit about, um, you know, each individual prospect. And, you know, I just uh, I encourage people. Yeah, to do that's that. a great era we live in. Just Type it into your screen and you'll be able to get it most likely. Uh, and that's really helped me out along the way, too, is, is you know, kind of utilizing YouTube and uh, sites like yours that put up these profiles. so You can read a little bit more about each one of these players. So always a fun mock draft. And we got Jake Allen Bogan from downtown Rams on. But with that said, Rams Nation, you know what it is. Until next time. Peace.